welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Quark, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. This conversation is going to be for you ladies, um, specifically around your cycle and if you actually struggle with depression or anxiety. So oftentimes, right, we can't have certain moods being influenced by our hormones and certain kind of biochemical processes in our body and specifically regarding our kind of hormones and our neurotransmitters. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today um, because depression and anxiety can be part of PMS. And unfortunately, right, a lot of us can be struggling with PMS symptoms. And as common as they are, they're not necessarily normal. And there is a lot of things that you can do either with your lifestyle or with your habits um, or with your nutrition, right, that can really support your body. And I'm actually really excited to talk to you guys about hormones because you all know that hormones is something that I am little obsessed about, a little bit passionate about, um, and that I specialize in helping women with. And specifically with women, right, our hormonal balance is very complex, right? Not only the fact that we have over 50 different hormones in our body, right? So a lot of things going on at once. But when it comes to females, um, our hormones can be pretty complex, right? Because they're changing. They're changing all throughout the month um, in certain times of the month, right? The balance or the ratios or the ranges that they should be in are going to vary. And so trying to balance our hormones um, specifically around our our cycle can be a little bit more complex (laughs) than our male counterparts. um, Just because, right, we have things kind of fluctuating on a regular basis. And this is where, right, oftentimes we will have a lot of these different symptoms, like PMS symptoms, right around our period, right, right before our period. And so this is where understanding that if we start noticing these changes or we start noticing certain symptoms, asking ourselves, like, where does our body need support? Because oftentimes symptoms is feedback from the body being like, hey, something's off, right? And we have this amazing opportunity to listen to our body, to learn and to optimize our lifestyle and our habits and our nutrition to better support our body so that we can feel our absolute best. And this is where, right, like a lot of times people will be kind of suffering with either mood swings or depression or anxiety, just not feeling the greatest. And they don't even realize that there are a lot of different things that we can do to feel better, right? Our physical health and our mental health are so interconnected. And when it comes right to our mood, it is greatly, greatly influenced by our hormones and our neurotransmitters. And so that's what we're going to be diving into today specifically, right? Although there are many different things that can kind of be occurring when we are kind of throughout our cycle, different signs 
signs and symptoms. Um, I wanted to talk specifically about depression and anxiety because obviously, right, these are two very, unfortunately, common moods and struggles that people have on a regular basis. And if we are going and noticing this is reoccurring every single time, right before our cycle, we're noticing this huge dip in mood and we notice more depression or we notice more anxiety or unfortunately both, this is where really paying attention to that. And so if you aren't already, I do highly, highly, highly recommend tracking these symptoms, tracking your cycle, right? Paying attention to these things because we can start noticing certain patterns. And for me, this was a huge thing, right? Like I, over the years have become very in tune with my body. Um, and this is a huge part of why I have set up our programs in the way that they're set up um, with our clients, because I find it so empowering and so, so important that we really start listening to our body because it is always communicating with us. And that's where unfortunately, right? Oftentimes people will be like, well, I'm having these struggles. I'm having these symptoms. And they just either (laughs) ignore it and just kind of keep trucking along, right? And they don't actually address what the body is trying to tell you and where it's needing that support. Or right? They take a medication or they take some pill or they take something to just mask the symptoms and deal with the symptoms. But understanding that when we start listening to the body and we start noticing these different things that show up for us or these different feelings, right? Whether it be with our, like a physical thing that we need to shift or a physical thing we need to address, or if it is something more like emotionally that we need to deal with, right? It is really important to pay attention to these things. Listen to your body because those are your opportunities to really make a massive difference with your mental and your physical health. And so again, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anxiety, listen, pay attention, right? If you're struggling with other symptoms around your cycle or just in general, listen, pay attention, um, track things, write things down, um, log things and like look for those patterns because that's where, right? It can start giving us a lot of insight with what changes we need to possibly make with our lifestyle and with our habits or right? Um, Where our body is needing some support. And oftentimes if we start noticing certain symptoms, there are still other things going on. And again, this great opportunity to really get things in balance, right? Optimize your mental and physical health. And today we're going to be diving specifically into depression and anxiety PMS symptoms. So understanding even for depression, first off, right? We're going to dive into that first. Depression can show up in a variety of different ways, right? It's kind of more of that like lower feeling. It can show up for you if you end up feeling super withdrawn right before your period. Even if it could be like forgetfulness and just like this foggy kind of brain, it can also show up, right? If you're dealing with the imbalances that we're going to be talking about for depression um, related to PMS, it can also show up as insomnia, right? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, right? Maybe you're not sleeping as well. Um, you're feeling more low energy that way. You're just feeling down. It can, you're just not really like present and you're really kind of like not like in your environment, right? If that makes sense. And so again, paying attention to how we're feeling, right? Um, And also understanding that this can be related to our hormones. So depression 
right before your period can be related to low estrogen levels, right? And so this is where, right, we just, we notice that we don't feel that great. We notice this dip in our estrogen levels before our cycle. And so again, this can show up with our mood and how we're actually feeling. It can also be related to a dip in our thyroid hormones, right? During that luteal phase of our cycle or um, more commonly um, is going to be with the neurotransmitter serotonin. So low serotonin can be a big reason and probably the most common reason for a lot of women who do struggle with depression right before their period. And so again, if knowing these things, right, it's like, okay, well, it can be due to low estrogen, can be due to low thyroid, it can be due to low serotonin, right? Again, low. A lot of these hormones are low. What can we do to boost and to support these hormones um, specifically right before our cycle so that we can start feeling a lot better? And one of the things that I also want to point out, right? Because I touched base on like insomnia and trouble sleeping. Again, a different a pattern. If we're noticing that pattern over and over again, this can be an indicator like, hey, our serotonin is low because serotonin is actually a precursor for melatonin. A lot of people don't know that. So a lot of people, they're not sleeping very well or they have low melatonin, right? They have low melatonin and they're struggling, right? And they don't know why. And it can actually be related to low serotonin because they might also notice like they are feeling more depressed. They are feeling more down. They are feeling more withdrawn. So to boost our serotonin levels, and again, I, I say this because we really want to kind of look most of the time, like this is kind of one of the most common um, kind of scenarios for a lot of people who do struggle with depression, like right before their period is we want to boost serotonin levels if you're dealing with low serotonin. And you can do that, right? From adding a variety of different kind of high tryptophan foods, right? So tryptophan foods are going to be, right? This is where nutrition can be a game changer and why nutrition goes so much further (laughs) than just calories and macros because different foods we eat, right? Can provide different nutrients for the body to help with certain scenarios. And so for the example of serotonin, right? Including more high tryptophan foods like turkey, like avocados, like eggs, right? This can really help. Another big thing with serotonin, right? We, I'm not going to dive into it too much today because we're diving into, into hormones today, not gut health, um, but paying attention to our gut health. That can also have a massive, massive influence on our serotonin. So paying attention to that. So again, just one example where it's like you can include certain foods, you can include certain nutrients when it comes to how you're feeling to better support your body, to support the production um, and the balance of certain hormones and neurotransmitters so that it can affect your mood. Now, in terms of supplementation, right, you can include certain supplements like 5-HTP. That's going to be probably one of the more common ones for helping with serotonin levels. And so again, nutrition, supplementation, two different ways that we can really kind of support things. The other thing too, is in terms of estrogen levels, right? We talked about low serotonin. What about low estrogen? If we're dealing with low estrogen, right? Food can also be extremely useful. And so including certain foods that are going to be high in phytoestrogens, right? Phytoestrogens are going to be kind of like plant estrogens. They can kind of mimic in a sense, they can attach to the estrogen receptors. So it's again, a natural way that we can support our estrogen levels. And this can be soy, right? This can be flax, this can be fennel, this can be licorice and licorice root tea and stuff. You can include it as a tea. It doesn't even have to be something that you're going to be eating. 
right? And so looking for these different ways to include these nutrients to better support our body. And this is again, where our nutrition can have a massive impact. And a lot of people aren't even like thinking about things in this way, right? How many of you are thinking about your nutrition in this way? You're probably just being like, what am I craving right now? What am I eating right now? What do I want right now? Or if maybe you're going as far as your calories and your macros, but what about being super intentional and strategic about your nutrition or even where in your, throughout your cycle, you're optimizing your nutrition to having that mindset about like, Hey, where does my body need this support? How can I provide my body with certain nutrients it needs? All right. Game changer. So again, we talked about low serotonin levels, so high tryptophan foods. You can do supplements like 5-HTP. If you're dealing with low estrogen, which can also lead to the feelings of depression, um, this is where foods rich in phytoestrogens can be really helpful. And then of course, just the typical things to kind of support our thyroid function, right? We really don't want to stress our body out. Even if you are kind of like exercising on a regular basis, maybe it's taking some time to kind of focus on more gentler exercises like yoga, for example can be really supportive, not just for reducing stress off your body, um, but it can also be supportive for serotonin levels. Um, and so again, adjusting your exercises and your habits, depending on where you are in your cycle too. Now for anxiety, right? This is another really common struggle and mood related struggle that a lot of women can be dealing with right before their cycle, which can also be related to our hormones. And so again, same thing as we talked about um, for depression is we want to pay attention to our serotonin levels. So you can do the same things to kind of boost serotonin because that's again, going to be a mood. It's going to be kind of uplifting. Um, it's going to make you feel better and happier and can reduce the symptoms of anxiety. You can also pay attention to your progesterone. So we talked about estrogen, low estrogen. Sometimes, right, if we're dealing with the opposite and we're actually dealing with low progesterone or estrogen dominance, now estrogen dominance doesn't have to necessarily be too high estrogen. It can just be in relation to our progesterone levels because at the second half of our cycle before our period, right? Like before we end up having the next um, kind of cycle, this is where, right? After ovulation and before our period starts, that kind of like that, that span, that second half of our cycle, that's where we actually want progesterone to be elevated. We want higher levels of progesterone. So if we don't, if we have deficiency, right? If we have lower levels of progesterone, then this is where, right? we can start noticing a lot of those PMS symptoms and anxiety is going to be one of those, right? Progesterone can be very kind of just like mood enhancing and like, and almost like kind of like helps you kind of relax and chill and stuff too. So again, if you're dealing with low progesterone, it could be related to that. And so obviously, right, doing certain things to help with progesterone, which is typically going to be increased after ovulation. So supporting like a healthy ovulation, stress is a massive, massive thing for this guys, right? You don't want to be overeating or overtraining or under eating, or you don't want to have be dealing with a lot of stress um, because this can really kind of affect things too. And then high cortisol, right, is also going to kind of impact things. So again, high cortisol can be related to either psychological stressors, but it can also be related to certain habits that you're doing, right? So we're really wanting to make sure we are balancing our blood sugar, right? We're really kind of supporting our body. We're not have like 
uh, like cutting carbs, restricting carbs too much, because that can affect things. Um, and then also, right, we're just having those healthy habits and that healthy routine and also really focusing on those like nourishing foods. So again, we're not putting any chronic stress with our gut and our poor gut health. So different factors that you can also take in consideration which can help with anxiety. So we want to support cortisol levels, right? We want to support a healthy ovulation. And right, we can also do certain things to help with increasing progesterone. So eating primrose oil is a great supplement for that. Um, or we can also do certain things to decrease estrogen to bring it back in that healthy ratio for addressing estrogen dominance, right? And so certain supplements or certain foods like DIM as a supplement, right? Or an indole 3 carbonyl, right? Is the specific kind of nutrient that can really help with the detoxification of excess estrogens. And again, nutrition can be impactful because you can provide your body with a lot of these things through certain foods you're eating. So this is where you probably hear of people saying, eat cruciferous vegetables. Cruciferous vegetables are going to contain indole 3-carbonyl, right? Which is going to help the liver detoxify those excess estrogens. So these could be Brussels sprouts. This can be cauliflower. This can be broccoli. This can be dark leafy greens, right? Obviously, depending on how you digest those foods, um, that's going to make a massive difference. But again, you can do it in supplement form as well. And so paying attention to the foods that you're incorporating, even the vegetables you're incorporating at different times in your cycle... Um, to really kind of support and provide your body with certain nutrients. Now, covered a variety of things, but in terms of just like overall, right? We talked about our nutrition, how you can do certain things to support our serotonin levels, to support lower estrogen levels, right? To really kind of support our healthy balance of hormones um, before our cycle to reduce, right? Depression and anxiety. Um, but then also we can pay attention to our exercise. We can pay attention to our stress management. And we can take certain supplements and paying attention to where you are in your cycle, right? So tracking your cycle is going to be key for this. Also paying attention to where in your cycle, you may be having certain symptoms. And if these symptoms right, are happening right before your period and they're kind of more related to PMS, knowing that there are going to be kind of more common hormonal imbalances that we can be dealing with at certain times in our cycle. And so paying attention to these things, because if you feel like things are off, things are more likely <laughs> or most likely going to be off. And again, learning how to work with your body, learning how to support your body um, so that you can feel your absolute best. So again, hormones, our neurotransmitters, our nutrition, our lifestyle habits, massive, massive impact on our mood. Um, and there's so much that we can do with it. So if you are struggling with depression and anxiety, um, and there's nothing like maybe there's nothing in particular that you're like, oh, this is it, right? Look at your hormones. Because sometimes if it feels irrational and it feels crazy and you feel like you just don't know why you're feeling certain emotions and stuff, it could just be the like the it could just be your body and it could just be your hormones and stuff. So again, listening to your body, figuring out where it needs that support, because that is how you are going to bring more balance into your life um, and you're going to be able to thrive. So if you have any questions, um, again, I know we only covered depression, anxiety, PMS symptoms. Um, there are a variety of other things too, including cravings, um, water retention, all of those things. So again, there's a lot that you can do to support your body throughout your cycle. So if you are dealing with certain PMS symptoms, know that they are common. 
but they don't have to be normal for you. And there's a lot that you can do with your lifestyle to better support your body. And if you have any questions, just hashtag replay, drop the questions, and I'll be checking them after. So hopefully this gives you some insight again about how impact hormones can have on your body, um, not just with your body composition, but with your mood and with your entire quality of life. So enjoy the rest of your day. It was great chatting with you guys and I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Bye guys. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps this podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Park. Until next time.